This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video or podcast on your favorite platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the videos or MP3 files, which you can download and enjoy without commercial interruptions. If you're into classic horror, ghost, and adventure stories, I narrate Nightshade Diary, and you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If scary stories are your bag, and listening to encounters with cryptids, ghosts, dogmen, and other weird creatures sends a shiver up your spine, then go to SupernaturalStoryTime.com for links to our weekly podcasts. Noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird can be found at eerie.news or visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Please subscribe to my newsletter on Substack. Just go to mppelliser.com for a link. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing good? Good. I hope I'm doing well. As you can tell, I, I mean, this is tank top weather. Even if it's North Florida, it's tank top weather. And I spent all of today, well, no, not all of today. This was a second part of mowing a lawn and I have a big, huge property. And let me tell you, I've been dodging the rain. That's the thing. It was, it's one of those things where late afternoons is where we get a lot of thunderstorms. So it's not like, oh, I'll wait for the cool part of the day. No, you gotta cut your grass. And if not, it gets out of control. So that's why I'm, I'm doing a show in my tank top. I don't care because let me tell you something talk about your eyelids sweating yeah that's what I was doing my eyelids was sweating it was like I didn't have there was nothing on my face and it was still stinging my eyes it was like what's this coming from you know it was one of those days so but yeah anyway guys before I get um probably I'm hoping because I have not taken it off this camera yet this is like my equivalent to a GoPro and but hopefully you will have just seen a video that I shot like about a week ago and I tease my husband about it because I call it the crypto monkey the cryptid monkey and uh, for those of you who know I have very large old live oaks on my property they're about four or five hundred years old they're huge they cover like and it's and about a week ago and if you haven't seen the video you'll see it um, my husband's I didn't see it he saw it that's why I tease him about it and we're pretty familiar at dusk with animals that come out because most of them go about, but the biggest thing that comes out is an owl that you guys have heard me that's taken some of my chickens. He said he saw something moving through the branches that basically um, moved the branches, like made them bow down. And we have a lot of squirrels and they don't do that. They just, you know, they run off. So I didn't see it, but I did feel it sprinkle water on me. So anyway, hopefully you will have seen this. I haven't, I'm, I'm hoping that it's on here on my camera. So if that's the case, you will have just have seen the video. And if not, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just me being a procrastinator that I haven't taken it down. But yeah, it's called the monkey cryptid. And I tease them all the time. You know, whenever we hear a noise outside in the tree, it's like, is that the owl, the squirrel, or the monkey cryptid? And I know it's going to bite me in the butt if it turns out to be something. But anyway, guys, let's get on to other things. Again, uh, my sponsor, plantobesafe.com. Okay, they have a lot of neat gadgets uh, for home security, self-security, traveling, 
uh, they have, let's say, alarms. Let's say you're going to go traveling and you want to hang something on the doorknob of your of your hotel room. They've got stuff like that. You've got um, diversion safes. This is not this is not high tech security. This is low tech, affordable security. You know, uh, diversion safes that look like either household goods, food. You want to store some jewelry, some money. You can do that. Even when you travel, uh, they've got a great range of women's self-defense products. Also, okay, whether you know, you know, you go jogging, uh, you got to go through some places late at night or early in the morning, or just an unsafe place. They've got a range of stuff that you can purchase. Non-lethal, of course. Again, affordable, and they've got they've got a lot of neat stuff. They got things like with hidden cameras. Like, let's say if you want a nanny cam, they even have like a camera, like looks like a phone charger, and but it's really got a little camera in there. You know, neat stuff. So check them out, plantostaysafe.com, plantostaysafe.com. Uh-huh. All right, now, and then don't forget to sign up for my newsletter on Substack. All right, you can go to mppellister.com or Miami Ghost Chronicles. You're going to find the links to everything there, and of course, you're going to find the link to sign up for my... Uh, for the Substack article, and I put something out like maybe every three, four days. It could be, um, usually it's articles about weird, unusual things. Um, and you can also find me on eerie.news. I put, you know, there I, I put out the news every three or four days, just about weird stuff, you know, for people that have weird little hearts like me. So let's get on to the good part. The good part is who we have as a guest. This lady, this is her first time here at Stories of the Supernatural. Her name is Rena Vahidi. And she is an intuitive energy healer, a Reiki master teacher, a women's empowerment coach, and faculty member at Women's Mystery School. She helps women who have unresolved trauma release stuck pain and energy while reconnecting with their own inner wisdom and self-love so they feel confident, energized, and empowered in all areas of their lives. She knows the pain of self-abandonment and what it's like to give away her power because she thought something was wrong with her. Her mission is to help women empower themselves, be their own guiding light, to live joyfully and authentically. Her various tools and talents include Reiki, energy medicine, meditation, EFT, which is uh, emotional freedom technique. It's a tapping. We'll, we'll talk about that with her. Accessing the Akashic Records, intuitive guidance, and reading tarot and oracle cards. Help me welcome her. How are you doing today, Rena? I'm great. Thank you so much. No, How are you? It's my pleasure to have you on. I'm so excited to talk about these things uh, because... You know, uh, a lot of times we were talking real briefly before we started recording that um, I th sometimes I think things get overlooked with women, especially because we sometimes life gets hectic. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're always, um, what is it? You know, everybody's on a list, you know, we're trying to multitask. And uh, I think a lot of things sometimes, especially women, because we, we try to do too much for too many and things get swept under the rug and until they go... <laughs> And yeah. how did you ever, how, how did you become interested in this field? Um, well, it was, I've, I've always been interested in energy and um, alternative health practices. When I was a teenager, we would go, my mom would take me to the spiritualist church mm -hmm. and we'd go to psychic fairs. And I think that was my first introduction into it. And um it just felt aligned. And then um, I s slowly started gravitating to it, something I always wanted to do. And then in um, 
I got my Reiki certification in 2008. I had an accident and nothing was helping me heal as fast as I, I wanted it to. And I had a Reiki session and it just clicked and felt like home. So I immediately got uh, certified for Reiki level one and two. Mm-hmm. And it really just changed my life like like that. Well, isn't it incredible firsthand experience? That's that's what makes a difference. That's the convincer. Yeah. That's the that's when you get it. Yeah, and it, it opens, you know, psychic channels and the ability to manifest and and then when the pandemic hit in early twenty twenty, I was a realtor and I had a decision to make. Like, do I continue with this? Um, right. my kids were home, like I can't be a good mom and do this. I can't be a good realtor and do this. And what is it that I really, really want to do? And because of my own personal evolution, going from a kid who, um, was sexually abused and had a really traumatic childhood and all the self-esteem issues that go along with that and feeling, you know, self-doubt and overwhelm and anxiety, people pleasing, codependency and, changing that and shifting out of that i just got really passionate about helping other women do the okay. same sure yeah sure. and so that's um in 2020 my business was born your body of wisdom because i believe that we all have access to that internal wisdom that it it never steers us wrong and once we tap into that we create confidence and clarity and and this sense of ease and flow and things just are more joyous. And I wake up in the morning, super excited to start mm-hmm. my day. I have bad days, right? But sure. on a whole, it's completely different from, from what it was before. Right, and... right. And that's kind of like a good, believe it or not, that's a really good indicator. Like the, the, what you describe right now that when I wake up, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, everybody has off days, but overall, yeah. It's like you look forward to things. Right. Right. And you feel like you can make changes where before I felt hopeless and like I couldn't make changes and it was just another just another right, day. Right, right. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that incredible because sometimes we kind of like resign ourselves to well, I got to bite the bullet on this and just Hold, hold on just a second. So I'm so sorry. This is my little Honey, I'm talking okay. to my friend. Can you go? Daddy can help you, okay? You want to say hi real quick and then go. Okay, go. I love it. You know what? My kids are all grown, but yeah, I know what that's like. But I'm having dogs instead of children. And my dogs, (laughs) all my audience knows when you least expect it, you'll hear dogs kind of background. Then pretty soon my roosters will start. So don't worry about that. I heard heard the chickens earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right about, you know, when, um, especially the roosters, it's not only sun up at sundown that they start like crowing. And since I'm a, I'm a real pushover on my roosters, I don't kill them or give them away. So there's a bunch of them running around out there and it's almost like they decide to stand under the window of my office and crow like, let's, she's doing a show. Good, go louder, louder. Yeah. Let's help her. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yeah. But, um, yeah, the, um, you know, what you were saying as far as, um, the way you feel uh, sometimes, and we were talking about it, it's not the way you think or logic, it's the way you feel that um, that that's a good uh, thermostat, you know, a good indicator of like, am I on the right track? Um, yeah. Or is like, 
you know, because sometimes we convince ourselves to do a lot of things because we can, you know, our logical mind tells us, oh, this is what I should be doing. Even if you're feeling like, uh, yeah, know, yeah. and there's, there's like, you know, trauma, accidents, mm-hmm. abuse, um, they get, when we don't process those emotions, they get stuck in the body. Sure. And that yes, they stagnation. do. Absolutely. And, Let me ask you, and, when you had that accident in 2008, were you not healing physically or you weren't healing uh, emotionally or spiritually? What, all or was of it, it? All, all of it. it. I think okay. it was things in my life at that point were very stressful mm-hmm. and uh, I was very unhappy. Okay. And I think that the accident was sort of a, a wake up call sure. to, to ch- make changes. And then mm-hmm. once I did the Reiki class, and my yes. shoulder healed and then everything clicked mm-hmm. and I was able to make those changes really okay. easily. Right. Right. Because, yeah. um, you know, sometimes people don't realize that emotion, you know, whether, you know, physical trauma, obviously, you know, your body, you know, takes some time depending on the injury to heal. But sometimes if there's some type of underlying emotional trauma that went with it, or, or you have emotional trauma that's never healed, it, it'll express itself in the body eventually. Yeah. You know, like if you don't, it's like you can only push it underneath or bury it for X amount of time. Exactly. Before it, it, in other words, you know, just because you know that thing about if you, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. That doesn't, that's, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it will raise its ugly head and really ugly by the way. It, yeah, really. And that's, um, you know, I've heard of, of moms who are like, I just need a break. And mm-hmm. then they get a nasty cold and then they're hospitalized. Yes. And they feel like, well, this was the break that I needed. <laughs> right. And you know what? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you know, because since I, I was a hypnotherapist, I know the way subconscious works. The subcon- mm-hmm. that's, that's right. There's your subconscious mind telling you, you know, part of you is thinking that, but maybe you're feeling I can't, you know, or like, uh, you know, it, that thing about responsibility and maybe the way you see yourself as a responsible person, you know, I got to do this. I got to take care of my kids, you know, and then your subconscious mind is like, if we don't cut you at loose for a little bit, you're going to, your head's going to explode, you know, figuratively that is. Yeah. And then that's what happens. Things like that, where uh, you're, you, you believe it or not, you realize if I don't, so I'm going to have to do this on a subconscious level because you're not doing it on a conscious level. So we're going to do what you just described. We're going to get you this ferocious uh, cold that you're going to have to, you, you, and your conscience will be clear if you call in sick, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's like we can't take time out for ourselves because we feel right. our mental health draining. We have to create some sort of physical crisis mm-hmm. in order to shame. justify it. Yeah. It's, and that's what my, my coaching and my Reiki practice is all about. Um, you know, recognizing that you have to take care of yourself. You know, we mm-hmm. hear it all the time. Fill your cup first in order to take care of others. And that we don't have to, our value is not based on how much we sacrifice, how much sure. of ourselves we sacrifice and how perfect we present ourselves. Um, so I really help women break that cycle, set new boundaries so that they you know, can lovingly take care of themselves they don't feel so depleted and then they're able to do more and give more and they're happier and everybody else around them is happier it's amazing i I have heard of 
some cases where women who have, and I'm going to say women because this is what we're talking about here, even though I think overall most people will do it, male and female, but we're talking here women because yeah. we, we tend to do it more often than not. Um, it, when we let years and years go by with, with unresolved trauma, sometimes you'll even see really serious health crisis. I'm not talking a cold. I'm talking here cancers, really serious health crisis because sometimes that has been, been uh, put aside for years. It might've been something that happened in childhood and this woman could be in her forties, fifties, even sixties. And eventually they've, they, they think they've been successful. Like, oh, I don't remember that. Or, you know, they don't, but something eventually it catches up. All right. Because people sometimes equate re resolution with forgetting. And it's not always the same thing. By this, I don't mean you stay there and think about it all the time. But really, when you resolve something, yeah, you can forget about it in the sense, but some people think, or some women think that if I never think about it, it's it's taken care of, it's handled, it's, you know, like it never happened. Hey. And sometimes that's not the way it is. Um, but uh, I don't know, have, have you found that women that um, have come to you that sometimes it's almost like they realize they, they, they've gone all these avenues and now they realize they need to address it sooner or later? Yeah, it's it's the thing of things keep coming up, therapy's not working, or, mm -hmm. you know, just always reaching out isn't working for them anymore. And when you're talking about, like, if I just stuff it under the rug, if I just don't, you know, I'm moving on, right? Not dealing with it, but putting it behind you, so to speak, and moving on. What happens with that is then it creates sort of a, a hold for the next generation. Yes. And then they mm -hmm. have these, you could have these, these issues that you're like, I don't even know what this is about. Like, you know, and we can go in and, and maybe it's not something from your childhood. Maybe it's something from your ancestors. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Or a past life. And so then we can clear it. So it's not just doing it for yourself, but also for future generations. And, mm -hmm. um, yes. And I think that's what people come to me. just like, I just can't figure it out. Let I me ask you something. Yeah. Since you brought that up. Do you do anything, um, especially when we're talking something generational or that they can't remember, where um, something to the equivalent of uh, breaking vows that maybe somebody did in their bloodline for, like you said, something that they can't understand why, you know, this is affecting me. And, and when I think about it, maybe even people in my family line that I know of, you know, have had the same problem. Yeah, I do feel like... That, that happens a lot mm -hmm. and um, and it, it's always amazing to see and I might, I might get emotional. Um, I had ahead. a client who was having problems with her mom mm -hmm. and just not seeing eye to eye and just butting heads and she's like, I'm in my 40s, like why am I still fighting with my mom? Mm -hmm. And we did work and we found out that it, it went back to her, her grandmother okay. who was probably like a wild, free, wild spirit, but mm -hmm. grew up in a very ultra-religious family and background and nice girls don't do certain things and good girls don't do this and good girls can't have fun and good girls have to stay safe. And so what was happening that was passed through her line and like trying to like tamp her down in an effort to protect her. And that mm -hmm. was the friction with her mom. Like her mom didn't get it. Um, but we found out through that 
that that was the friction because it was an effort to protect her. You're not supposed to be seen. You're not supposed to like talk about authority. You're not supposed to challenge. And, um, and then her other grandmother came in who was from Amsterdam, I think, who didn't have that religious upbringing, had a more artistic, carefree, mm-hmm. glamorous upbringing and ended up being the, um, the sort of translator between her mother and my client and the grandmother who was ultra conservative. And okay. we were able to just let go of all that fear and angst. And, and suddenly my client could see her mom is not somebody who's trying to squash her or disrespect her, but somebody who's really trying to reach out to her from love and protection as being guided. Right. Her motivator, her motivation. The, the grandmother, like, yeah, just protect, like stay small. Let it's me ask a- you, I'm, I'm really curious. How did you, were these grandmothers deceased? I take it, or were they still yeah. alive? They were deceased. How did you guys bring them in? Or how did when she bring I them? When I do Reiki, Reiki mm-hmm. opened up my psychic channels. And when I okay. connect with another person to do Reiki, if they're open to it, I get a lot of psychic or medium ship sure, information. Sure. And, um, and as we were digging, that's just how it came up. And the information that I was okay. getting resonated with her and she's like yes you know my grandmother and yes and so we just right 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 so you knew you were on the, the right track with this yeah yeah and, and then we do little exercises and rituals to like release that energy to transmute it to change it and she goes from feeling like this heaviness mm-hmm. whenever she has to deal with her mom or that side of the family to something just more light and compassionate and loving and understanding and that's that's huge it can sure, be so exhausting sure. to carry that energy right when you even though the end result was control it's better to understand it that the motivation was protection even if it felt like she's trying to control me and i understand you know you're thinking why am i in my 40s why am i still bu- butting heads with my mom like if i was a teenager you know yeah. That, that that can get exhausting after a while. Right. You know? It just strains everything. Sure. And um and we were able to lift that and and just and clear it just to have a, a better understanding of where it was coming from. And that's that's incredibly important because sometimes you know, you could think something's wrong, but I just don't know what it is or what its origin is. Yeah. But, you know, since you're the only one in your skin, whether the heaviness is physical or on a spiritual level, whatever, you you, you realize, I, I just don't, I can't square this somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why I feel this way. But there's something there. Like you said, sometimes, you know, it's something that happened in childhood, but sometimes there isn't. And you can't, like, figure out, like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Uh, or what does a certain person make me react this way? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've come across, there's people that are even tempered, but there's one person is the one that just totally brings out the worst for you. And you can't think, well, why does this one particular person make me act this way? And sometimes there's something more to it yeah. behind the scenes. I have, can I share a story about that? Yes. What was that? I was in uh, South of France. And we rented an Airbnb from this older woman who, um, you know, she rents her house out and she goes and stays with a friend for however long you stay there. 
and her she's a hobby historian so she gives tours of the area super nice super sweet she knocks on the door we're standing in front of her and my heart starts racing like she opens the door my heart starts racing i'm terrified as soon as i see her i'm terrified of this little old lady and you're like, <laughs> it's just sweet as pie and um i start to go in and look around the house you're just trying to show us everything and i had to excuse myself and, and go in the car and cry sobbing like there was some weird psychic past life connection okay. mm-hmm. and as i did um meditations like the thing that came up but i don't know for certain because you know just you can't know for certain but um, what came up with for me was just the the inquisition, and and I just I couldn't go near her. It was it was a horrible experience, oh, really? and it confused my poor my poor husband. <laughs> he no I, I had imagined he must have been. Like, you don't like the Airbnb? <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, no. Talking about like having in, 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 isn't that? In, let me ask. Just did she resemble anybody that you know? Or no. she was just nobody, huh? No, and wow. I could understand intellectually. She's nice. There's nothing wrong with her. Uh huh. But energetically, and I, I know, like, I don't think she's a bad person. Right. But there was just freaked me. Did out. she ever realize that that you that she was making you cry literally? <laughs> no, and this is before. I think if it were to happen today, I would want to. Right. Investigate it, you know, and have mm-hmm. the conversation with her if she was open to it. But be- that was before, and I just shut it off. Yeah, like so you, <laughs> this yeah. is overwhelming. And because you were traveling, obviously, was there any part of that country or that area that you were visiting which gave you uh, any sense of recognition? I'm trying to think. Maybe you you did have yeah. some past life there. No, and I was, you know, we went to, you know, there's the Roman aqueducts and the, one of the, um, uh, the Colosseum mm-hmm. and just beautiful countryside. We went to a medieval town. I didn't have any. Nothing like that. No. Mm-mm. No. Wow. And I'm very sensitive to like locations and areas and, mm-hmm. and people, but I've never had a, a reaction like that. Interesting. Yeah. And you know what? It's really funny because sometimes, you know, they, they you'll have people say that, you know, um, when you reincarnate, you know, reincarnation. Uh, and I know there's a lot of theories out there, you know, as to if you reincarnate. But then usually it's with the same group of people. You know, people switch mm-hmm. their roles around and maybe you get a few newcomers and some leave. But that overall, it's somebody, the people, the group of people closest to you, you kind of like stay together. So you, yeah. it ha- but then you think, okay, here's this lady. She's in another country altogether. She's a stranger to you. Right, but you I'll clap never eyes on her, her and you're like ready to run for the hills. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. so interesting. That is so interesting. <laughs> and again, you just, what we were talking about, that sometimes people don't understand why a certain person will make them react a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, they try to logic it like you just try, like, I, I don't understand why, but I can't help the way I feel either. Right. Right. And I think it's what it meant to, but what I see happening now more is there's more of a shift to understanding what that intuition is, or at least listening Mm -hmm. more to that intuition and being curious about it. Um, 
And I think that's, that's just, I'm so excited about that. So the fact that we're having these conversations, the fact that I sure. do my work, if you told me five years ago, this is what I would be doing, I would think you were crazy. Um, but I love seeing that shift that people are more open and receptive to it. Irina, do you help women who sometimes have a hard time, their intuition is great, but they don't trust it. In other words, they, they don't listen to their intuition. I think that's the, um, I have creating safety and, and, and knowing that you can create safety for yourself at any time, at any moment, you know, just energetically and emotionally is one pillar and then learning, creating that relationship to trust and lean into your inner wisdom, your inner wisdom is another pillar. I think those two things are so important right. in our in our daily lives. And this is the thing, how can I say it? Intuition, because you know, some people think of intuition as uh, only good things, but sometimes intuition basically warns you, you know what I'm saying? And it's a disagreeable feeling to feel fear if that intuition is giving you like a fear nudge because it, it's an uncomfortable feeling, especially when you don't understand why. I mean, in other words, that you don't see a reason why you would have that intuition of either you're in danger, don't go here, don't do that. You know, something where you're like, you know, if it's a good intuition, it's great, you know, but if it's bad, sometimes people ignore it because they don't wanna, they don't want to acknowledge that intuition works both ways yeah, for good and bad. Yeah. And I think not knowing, well, is that my ego? Am I just making this up or is it my intuition? And I find that, you know, you mentioned fear. My experience is that intuition is a calm voice, whether it mm -hmm. leads you to something positive or it right. steers you away from something negative. It's not hysterical. Your ego exactly. is hysterical. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. Um, don't go in the play now. You know, that's right. That's when you know it's your ego. But if it's just like, nope, not today. You're right. not doing that today. And it's just this calm, assertive, insistent type voice. Like that's your intuition. Um, this is a silly example, but at the beginning of, um, I think we started planning it maybe in December before COVID happened. So December, mm -hmm. 2019, uh, a friend of mine had breast cancer and it had come back. I'm like, we've been talking about going to Disneyland with our kiddos. We need to just make it happen. So we started planning. I wanted to do it March. She wanted to do it at the end of March. I'm like, no, we got to do it at the beginning, March 2020, not knowing right. what was yes, to come. That, that... And I was so insistent. I'm never. It's, I'm so like, yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to do. And I'm like, no, March, the beginning of March, we have to go on this day. Um and they're like, and then once people start getting sick, they're like, well, maybe we should postpone it to the fall. And I'm like, no, there is no fall. Yeah. We go now or we don't go. <laughs> like, you right, exactly. Go, because I'm nobody, of course, you. nobody, uh, you realize what was coming down the pike, you know, it was yeah. like. We all thought it was going to be six weeks. Whatever. Yeah, of course. No, no. Everybody, nobody understood. I don't think anybody in their wildest imaginings, even like what no. you said, December of 2019, nobody in their wildest imaginings knew like, oh, you know, 20, no, no, nobody, nobody. Right, everybody right. was like a left field on that one. It was yeah. like, huh? It's and even then, like we nobody would have expected that it would take the length of time that it did and the route and everything. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, what is up. this? You know? Yeah. Oh. So um, we go. 
and and at the you know as we're getting closer people are like don't go don't go and i'm like no we're gonna go we're gonna go we flew down to la and we went and then disneyland closed two days later wow yes and i just like we would have missed it and it was such an amazing trip and i'm yes. so glad we did it especially then being cooped up for oh sure right you know the was, whole all year. these attractions everything was closed down yeah. you know all the i mean i went to a concert uh uh what's today monday <laughs> and oh. it was for those people it was the 50th anniversary tour of the doobie brothers okay oh, nice which they were inducted in 2020 right at the beginning of 2020 they were inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame but guess what their tour all their tours for the last two years were put on hold right so my point being that i had gone to a concert like you said every, everything was closed down concerts stuff that you don't you take for granted that yeah we'll go to the concert or we'll go to the park or we'll go so it was like oh my god this is great you know yeah um because all these things for two years that like so your timing was on the money on that right and i couldn't explain it logically wow. there's no logical reason for it yes i just that's what and, and, and that's the thing and yeah. you know what and probably you know when um when it doesn't matter you can you get somebody can convince you but when there's something inside that tells you not nah, now nah, this is yeah. well, let's do it now right and it turned out for the best and that's and, like and a, sometimes it's something like that and, and and i tell everybody you know sometimes you know, let's say you get that intuition that says, don't go down that street. That Let's say you take a certain route to work. This is just an example, right? And that day your intuition tells you, no, don't go that way. Sometimes there's no way to quantify that you dodged the bullet. Because, you know, in other words, you didn't go down that road. There's no way for you to ever say, oh, it was right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. Because maybe you would have had a bad accident. This is just an example. Or, you, or later on, you do find out there was a really bad accident at a certain intersection that normally you used. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't even have that to let you know, oh man, thank God I didn't go down that road that I usually go. And instead I chose an alternate route because something told me, you know what, today go down this way. Right. You know, um, right. you know, you don't, you, in other words, you don't, you don't always get the benefit of what, let's say like what you just described. Hey, two days later, they closed down the park. So you knew you were on the money. Sometimes we never get the benefit of, of that confirmation that hey our intuition served you know our best interest and we were right how's that right and so we think it's not working it is that working <laughs> exactly exactly that's what we think oh my god my imagination ran away with me i don't know i was so stupid i didn't go down that road i was so stupid yeah. you know my god why i got carried away and it's like <laughs> yeah you know sometimes you have to go with it and just leave it at that yeah um and people will think that they don't have intuition and yes. it, it's buildable. It's a muscle. Mm -hmm. So you can you can grow it and, and get make it stronger and more connected. Yes. Let me ask you, when you've done the Reiki, um, what are the biggest challenges? Have you ever come across somebody because uh, that has either blocks or stuff like that that is like, wow, that you, it's even more than what they thought because they've been repressing it. Have you ever come across situations like that? I have. I haven't. And it's... I did Ricky on a friend who's had some recent like big trauma and she's like, Nope, I didn't feel anything. I had a nice nap. And I'm like, well, at least you, you had a nap, mm -hmm. but 
I was feeling all kinds of things, okay. you know, but I can't force that. And if they're not sure. open to it, they're not open to it. And the healing happens mm-hmm. still, or um, even when I get Reiki treatments from other people, sometimes I resist it okay. uh, because I'm a control freak, but I, and I know it because my leg starts twist, twitching, you know, when you get like restless legs, like your legs yes. can't get comfortable and they just kind of are irritated. That's what I know that I'm resisting it. And I have a friend who, my friend who has cancer and I um, was giving her Reiki and I touched on something. And I think it's the root of just not giving her permission to care for herself, Okay, you know, and it was so tender. And when I mentioned it, I just felt her close up. Mm Mm-hmm. And she hasn't, she won't do Reiki again. It was so, right. it was yes. too vulnerable And for you know her. what? A lot of people have that. In other words, you know, when you have like a wound and maybe a scab is over it, but it's still not. And you, you know that people are afraid of like, if, if I go there, I don't want to deal with that pain. I don't want to pull back this and get out the, maybe the pus or whatever, you know, I'm just, just a, yeah. you know, because it's going to be painful. I'll just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to like, that's that's how people end up repressing things sometimes for years right and like you said it you know and even on a metaphysical level you know let's say where you practice reiki even there her her awareness is still there like you said like that she shut down yeah yeah because it's like and i and, and and i'm gonna ask you this because i don't know if you've run across it uh, sometimes people, let's say a woman, will say, I want change, or she'll come to you. But at the same time that people want change or they realize there's something here, they're, they're resistant to change or what it is, whatever it is that's going on with them, That's this is their comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The trauma is, I know my trauma, in other words. So they don't want to like let it go. And yeah. if you think about it, you think, why wouldn't you want to do that? But if somebody is either develop self-identity with it or feels on some emotional level this is part of me or i'm used to it have you ever come across people who are resistant despite what they tell you no okay (laughs) all right all right but yeah um i think that's just a a lot of people do you know get comfortable with what's familiar you know Mm -hmm. um I was people who have uh, dysfunctional households, they find partners who oh sure, absolutely who identify that way because it feels familiar and feels like they're, home. they're, they're on a pattern. they're on a repetitive yeah. pattern. Yeah, and those patterns can be anything from, you know, like you're saying childhood experience, identifying with disease, it could be past life, it could be mm-hmm. ancestral, you know, and so we try to explore all that. Yes. Um, and there's there's exercises you know to do and energy releasing and cleansing you know that we do sure. and it could mm-hmm. happen like that or it could be a really long process let me ask you do you come across on a metaphysical level but there uh, if you want to call attachments to the etheric body either let's say a name from trauma from past partners mm-hmm or for just from experiences do you come across that that sometimes you know how people say i i'm going to give you an example let's say somebody ends a relationship 
and they're like they're ready to move on but for some reason they can't you know what i'm saying they're kind of like yeah. stuck in the groove yeah and it's not because they're really caught up with a person anymore but for some reason they can't get attraction you know like with a new relationship have you ever come across something in their etheric body that for lack of a better word i'm going to use the word as an attachment from that prior relationship yeah yeah definitely definitely and mm -hmm. i myself have had them mm -hmm. um i've had clients who have um you know and there's get called cords or yes. entities i'm glad you use that word because that's exactly what they are they're cords holds um you know there's all different ways to describe it and i mm -hmm. i get you know, I'm very careful about who I'm talking to when I sure, 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 mention sure. these things because I don't want to, when I first heard it myself, I'm like, wait, what? I've got an entity? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, anytime there's some like intense emotional um, connection or desire or, you know, we can latch on to other people. Yeah, uh, they can uh, latch on to us. I've heard of people saying, you know what? I'm through with this person. I want to be this person, but I can't stop thinking about them. Like, it's almost like, why can't I just get be? I don't want to be with this person. I don't, but I can't stop thinking about them either. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be that we've left some of our energy with them. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Too. sure. So I do a lot of work with clearing energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like cutting cords. You know, that's a common thing that people will say, you know, cut the cords. I don't do that. Um, I work in a more loving, healing, right, softer way, like, you know, so that we can integrate the energy um, and heal it. And then um, I also work with calling our energy back to mm -hmm. us. So, you know, courts can go both ways. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because sometimes people don't realize, especially if you have a partner that still wants to be with that person, in other words, that even if you do... Uh, either cord cutting or anything, they will try to latch on again if that person still is in, you know. Yeah. It's not like sometimes, unfortunately, not like a one-time deal, but once hopefully you're aware of it, you know, to like stop it, whether, like you said, with healing or, but uh, yeah. In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is that even if there's physical distance, that doesn't really work all the time on a metaphysical level or at how it affects your your etheric body as far as again like why am i thinking about this person right you know or right and people can't like oh i can't i can't figure this out yeah uh and the and the, the, the the answer lies in and then they go round and round because they're trying to use their logical mind and mm -hmm. that's the answer doesn't lie there right uh, it's or it's have you come across people like you said, you know how you always hear that person, how do I end up with this type of person all over again? Yeah. Or that relationship. Have you found yourself working with people in that situation? Yeah. Um, my teacher has a, a funny story about it. I don't know how funny it is. Maybe not to the person, but. Um, <laughs> it's funny to it's like, you know, the one happening. Her mom, the client's mom, always wanted her to get married, like get married, have grandkids, you know, right. and then passed. Um, Oh, I need to, I need to plug in, um, get married and, and have grandkids. Like that was the, her only goal. Then she passed and the girls start, you know, is dating, um, people who 
I'm sorry if this is loud. It's okay, don't worry. Um, she get into this relationship like really quickly and and get you know really involved really quickly and suddenly they're gonna get married, and she's like, then she's like, I don't know why I'm with this person. Like I don't really like them. It's not what I want to do. And then she would break up with them, and then you know a month later like meet somebody else and it was the same thing. So she goes to my teacher. And it finds out that like it's the mom influencing her, you know, okay. like with the best of intentions. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's still like ego involved. But she's the mom is trying to like, right, like get what the mom the band wants. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> so, I've heard of that. And their intention yeah. is that they're still trying to do the best for you. And it's like, well, so, so, so I passed on, but I, which is not good for them anyway, you know. Right. So it's not good for the person who passed on to have that ego attachment. Right, exactly. Still, and, it can, so and it can become an attachment in their aura. And that could, that could, that's a whole different subject. But yeah, um, yeah, that uh, it, it happens. People sometimes don't understand that. or And I'm sure you've heard it, you know, where people, uh, after a couple of relationships, they, they kind of somehow end up with the same type, personality type. How's that? And, you know, and, and, I, and I had told, you know, some... You know, you might as well go to and let your friends or go to a matchmaker or let your friends set you up with somebody because whoever you're attracted to right now is going to be the wrong person. Right. The, the right. one that you're not attracted to is probably the right person because exactly. they're, they're like on some type of like a pattern repetition. Wow. You know, whatever it is that they had going on that they're trying to fix. And somehow or other, they're attracted to the person because they recognize something about their personality or characteristics. Mm-hmm. That will allow them to repeat that, you know, that whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank. Right. You know. Right. Uh, and then they'll say, then they'll come to their friends or their family go, I don't understand. How do I, I end up with the same person all over again? That's why we have to heal our shit. Excuse my language. I hope, I don't know if you can cuss, but we have to work on our stuff. We have to heal ourselves. Yes, so we break exactly. those, those patterns and, you know, mind, body, spirit, you know, work on it energetically, yes. work on it, um, you know, emotionally and, and physically. We've got to take right. care of all of it. Right, because this is the thing. If you don't fix yourself, you're going to find yourself like on that hamster wheel of whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it's, let me tell you something. Some, it's very difficult, I imagine, for somebody to come clean with themselves, you know, and say, you know, I'm the one that's doing this. I'm, I, you know, I'm picking partners or my behavior <clears throat> or the opposite. I don't want to be in any relationship. I don't want to, you know, because fear or whatever it is, something that they themselves have to like tweak and figure out and confront or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I've also heard that, you know how you said about how some people will get uh, either a cold or maybe in, in some cases more severe illness. I've also heard that sometimes, you know, the universe uh, will tap you on the shoulder about something. We are your subconscious mind or something. Hey, you know, take care of this or hey, address this. And then, you know, like starts with a whisper in the ear and then a tap on the shoulder until it forces you, basically pushes you sometimes into some drastic um, confrontation, whether it's uh, an accident um, uh, something drastic because you've been ignoring, yeah. Identi- either identifying or or um, what you want to call it, 
or dealing with whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words, it ups the ante until, you know, it can't be ignored anymore. Yeah. And, and that's, I think is the, the, if you want to call it danger of not addressing it. And then in other words, not coming to see somebody like you and find out, okay, whatever it is, but I need to find out what it is. Help me, you know, help me come clean with whatever it is so I can work on it. Right. Yeah. Those nudges, um, pay attention to those, those nudges, those whispers of intuition. There's, uh, in tarot, there's the tower card, mm -hmm. which represents just blowing stuff right, blowing right. up. Yes. And I always, whenever I see that, I'm like, okay, what is it that you're yes, ignoring? Yes. You know, isn't that, isn't that funny? Most people fear the death card in the tarot and it's yeah. not really the one to work the wig out about it's the tower. And even, you know, the tower, it's like, it's pay attention, you know, mm -hmm. like alert, you know, put your eyes back on the road. And it, I, a lot of people say that they're, in order to experience big change in their lives, it has to blow up. We well, hear a lot they're of forced to. transformational it's coaches or spiritual coaches, like business coaches. They're like, I was things just blew up and I was on the street and had nothing, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. then I got, you know, where I am. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to experience sure, of course not. the of tower course not. moment in order to have big change. It's like, we want to avoid that if we can. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think that sometimes, you know, what I was talking about earlier, that people are so resistant to change and change yeah. is inevitable. Okay, sometimes the change is more subtle. And it's like, okay, this is, if you don't go with the change, you're going to get the change. So unless you want to like swim upstream and you're still going to change and end up just exhausted and weary. <laughs> but I think sometimes like what you were saying when stuff blows up is because if people sometimes are honest, they've had hints about this perhaps for years that there was a certain area or more sometimes more than one area of their life that they needed to change or alter or something and they were like, no, I can't, or how, what would happen? And I think that what um, sometimes, especially a woman that will fear the most is fear of the unknown. If I make this change, what will come of it? You know, uh, then what? <laughs> what? What will happen? Um, right. And sometimes, like you said, let me ask you, this is, how do you, when you have a client come to you, and let's say you do a tarot spread for them. Um, how do you handle when you see something, let's say, like like the that card, which is, it's, it's a pretty dreary card depending on the placement, but do you give it to them with both barrels or how do you handle that, telling them? I I see, and, and this is probably really annoying, um, but for my clients, my coaching clients, I see these things as incredible opportunities. I'm glad you couched it like that. <laughs> you know, so yes. it's like I see tower and even when I pull it for myself, you know, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Right. But, sure. Wow. What an opportunity, you know, like what sure. kind of change, like what? Um, and I always come to it with an, um curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, curiosity and non-judgment and just being open to the possibilities. Sure. Sure. Because it's, 
like I said, most, most let's face it, humans, we're all creatures of habit. The majority of us are creatures of habit, you know, and uh, when you've got a home or your family or your job, you know, whatever it is or everything, you know, yeah, we'll change a little bit. But, you know, when you start talking drastic changes, you talk yourself out of it somehow, you know, like, oh, you right. know, and stuff like that. And, right. and then days go by and weeks go by and months go by and then it takes something drastic. And then you're like, you know, you know, like when they push you into the deep end of the pool, you're going to swim. <laughs> now you're going to swim. You know, you should have been practicing the dog paddle all along, but you were like, nah. Yeah, and all I of a sudden you're like. <laughs> yeah. I tell my kids, I'm like, you can do it this way easy yes. way or you can do it the hard way yes, <laughs> it's exactly. the same with change us. in some cases is yeah. really inevitable um and a lot of times um and you know what you know how we end up worrying about stuff that never comes to pass and i think sometimes people are more scared of the worrying part mm -hmm. because you go in all these directions what if this and this is going to happen what if i don't you know and then you're like uh, and it's like okay like you said but then you have to look at the exciting part because we yeah. all have to have a little bit of adventure in our lives. It's like, okay, do it, do it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. You know, and that's my job as, as a coach is to hold that space and create right. that space of, of safety. And, um, and even there's big emotions, even when there's pain, yeah. you know, it's so good when it comes up, when we feel yes. it, when we poke yes. the tender parts, yes, we're yes. healing. And, and that's, I get excited about that. So let me ask you, Rena, what happens? Let's say, if, can somebody come to see you and basically work with you as a coach? In other words, on an ongoing basis, like say, okay, I'm I'm facing this challenge of whatever it is, and I know I'm gonna I, I'm gonna need you maybe to hold my hand at certain points because, you know, I might leave you and feel great, but three days later, I might run into a problem believing that I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. you know yeah I have uh, can, they, can you can they come back to you or call you or how does that work do you work with them on that basis absolutely I have uh, six month coaching programs okay um, where we really go deep and I give my clients the tools like I said I the first thing I do is I teach them or help them find their that sense of safety that they can access always okay. like okay. an anchor like they that's where they go and Whenever we're doing the deep work, we start in this this place of like safety because you can't heal if you don't feel safe. Sure. And so often our nervous systems are running amok and we're always in fight or flight and we're always stressed out. Mm -hmm. And so to like learn how to create that calm and slow down and then we can heal. So that's like the number one thing. And I give my clients the tools and they're really the ones it's who are driving, who are in control, who are finding the wisdom. I'm kind of, I'm there with them, if that makes sense. Cause I don't mm -hmm. want, I'm not a guru. I don't know right. what's best for you. I never want right. to have people dependent on me. Um, I mean, a whole philosophy is that you have the wisdom inside of you. I just sort of help you shine the lights and hold exactly. space for you exactly and like, so right. um, you've got the answers i'm just gonna help you find them but they're you're, you know it's in yeah you. Right. yeah and help you build that trust and um really support you and then when things do get painful tender scary 
you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're not alone. And I help you build that relationship with your inner self and your spiritual team. So you always feel supported. Let me ask you, do you run into people sometimes have a problem forgiving themselves? You know, they're, yeah. they're like their harshest critic and they never forgive themselves. I think, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of us do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like something that might have happened 30 years ago or 20 years ago. They just, they, 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 they almost have that inner voice, like that chastises them. Oh yeah. And they never forgive themselves for a mistake. Sometimes a little mistake and sometimes a terrible mistake, you know, God knows, but they never forgive themselves. They never trust themselves mm. in their decision-making, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, um, and they kind of got stuck in that moment. Have you come across people like that, that absolutely that, that they have a problem saying, you know what, I, I made a mistake or I did something wrong and it was really wrong. You know, let's go, let's go with something that was like really, and maybe the repercussions were, but at some point you gotta say, I gotta forgive myself for this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was a lot of people are not familiar with it. And I, until I saw the EFT, Oh, Do yeah. you use that with your clients? And some people don't realize something so simple is so effective. Can it's you talk amazing. About EFT? Yeah. So emotional freedom technique and talk about helping somebody forgive themselves, mm-hmm. helping somebody move past those like stuck, those areas yes. of stuckness and not wanting to change, like wanting to change, but not wanting to change. Yes. Um, emotional freedom technique uh, really works for that. And it's just, it's based on the, acupressure zones so -hmm. you have these lines of energy that that go through your body just like um acupuncture um they stick the needles in them acupressure you know presses down in those areas um to help clear out and get the energy flowing optimally reiki we do that too it's all about getting that life force energy to flow clearly um EFT, you tap on these different points while saying, you know, the the thing that's really bothering you, like you turn it up so mm-hmm. that you really feel it. So for me, um, self-love, right. you know, and, and like, okay, so feeling like I'm unworthy of love, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I feel like I'm unworthy of love and I don't deserve love and all like the bullshit messages that I, I got growing up. Right. You feel those, you turn them up and as you're tapping on, you're kind of releasing them and then you turn it into a positive and you're like, um, even though I feel like I'm unworthy of love, I totally love, honor, respect myself or forgive Mm -hmm. myself, accept myself. And then you talk about like, am I really undeserving of love? Like is what four-year-old doesn't deserve love? And you go through and you kind of like challenge that belief. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're, you're releasing the, the negative charge right. of that belief or memory or experience or pattern. And, and what that does is it just allows you to just move past it. It's still there. The memory is still there. The, mm-hmm. um, the trauma is still there. It doesn't erase it. But it, it turns the pain level The down. emotion is changed. Yeah. The emotion that's attached to that memory or that experience. You, yeah. know, you know, and, you know, um, 
I tell people, you know, people that have PTSD, they, they'll have a memory that's fresh for them. It could have happened 30 years ago. And for them, it's fresh. Like if it happened an hour ago, sight, yeah. smell, whatever. You know, that's why they have a visceral reaction to, which is the trauma. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and sometimes the that's what happens sometimes with certain memories that no matter what, they, they're still fresh and we react to them. Yeah. On, on that level, like if it was, it was like it was yesterday, um, the, that emotion, that negative emotion, um, you know, and, and that sometimes it's, you know, you try to explain, you know, let's say you've had a pet, that pet dies and you're really heartbroken. You know, as time goes by, though, it lessens and, and I mean, and or certain other events that are terrible in that moment. But then as time goes by, you can think about it and it doesn't like really like floor you and sometimes some people that that emotion is still they they cannot move they can't deaden that emotion around either the memory or whatever it is and i've heard of that eft and and the first time i came across i was like no that's too simple oh no come on what are they doing what are they doing no that's not gonna what okay that's incredible how well that works you know, um, because it's just, and in in something that you mentioned, sometimes we have these um, instructions from authority figures, whether they're parents or teachers or somebody, that it's almost like written in stone as Mm -hmm. to how we see ourselves or our belief systems. And getting around those things sometimes is really hard. Right. Right. You know, even if you're an adult. No, and even if you've done healing already, like say you've gone to therapy and you've gone to work on your childhood trauma, like there's always deeper levels, Yes, you know? Um, just full disclosure, I was thinking today, like I journal every morning, I do morning pages. I think that that is, is magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just write, rewrite for three pages, first thing in the morning. And I something came up, like some problems that I'm having with my kids and, and my husband. And it's like, oh, Okay, I need to tap on family is safe, you know, because right. I grew up with a non-safe family. Right. And it's like, oh, that's another level that I need to explore. Right. That's a deeper. And I told myself I'm going to tap on that. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, and this is the thing. Maybe, you know, maybe now your life at this point parallels, like you said, something in your youth that before it didn't apply. Perhaps when you were single or perhaps maybe when you didn't have kids, it, you did, there was no parallel to that point in your life, like you said, in your youth or you, when you were a kid. And now you find yourself like now you're getting that that reaction in present day because you're doing that that connection to like what you described from your past. Yeah. And it's coming up now. And but it's great to have something like that to address it and, um, you know, soothe the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um you know, also, uh, unfortunately, sometimes people, when they feel the anxiety, they, they, they sometimes they go down destructive paths as far as distracting themselves. Yeah. You know, and I found that that EFT is really good to distract that part of your brain mm-hmm. that puts you into super high anxiety because it kind of like, like, calm down, calm down, you know? Yeah. Calm yeah. Down. It- yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly, it's and, and that's incredible funny. the way that works. People, I encourage you, look it up, you know, or or contact Rita because let me tell you something, that stuff works. Yeah, and talk about it. You can always use it wherever you're at. You can tap, 
you can do it subtly, you know, like I'm kids are triggering me and I'm just tapping. Yeah. (laughs) One, two, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get you, you know, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's, 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 it is. It's, it's incredible sometimes, um, uh, you know, like I said, and and I, and I want to say sometimes people or us as humans, sometimes we overcomplicate solutions and sometimes the solutions are very simple. It's like, no, that can't work because that's too simple. Why not? Well, because I'm complicated, but that doesn't mean that, that, you know, you need a complicated solution. Right. You know, you just got to believe in it, you know, and then start using it. And like, and, and don't think that that state of anxiety is your friend. It's like, again, some people fall into that. This is the way I am. And this feels comfortable. I'm anxious as I'll get out, but God, this is the way I've always been for the last 20 years. So this is my comfort zone. You know, my head's about to blow up, but hey, you know, and it wears you down. It wears you down. If you don't address it, you know, work with somebody like yourself to say, okay, you know, at some point, this is, this cannot be the norm for me. Um, Right. I'm sure. Have you ever come across these people that they go into super anxious states like very quickly? Uh, they don't. They don't. You know. They don't build up. Um, and uh, what what do you do? Do you give them? Do you work with them? Like, on, do you offer them EFT or different alternatives, or do you figure out what works best for them? How do you do that with a client? Yeah. Yeah. It's again. It's like creating that that safety, that sense of safety, so okay. you could. If they're not able to access that, we could do EFT, then okay. access that safe place or um, start start a meditation okay. program, okay. you know, like start small. And, you know, there's, there's different kinds of meditation, you know, some, you have to find what works for the person. Sure. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, but the highly, re- highly reactive state is just being constantly in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You know, and your stress response is always activated. And it's not, like you're saying, it's not good for the body. You know, no, the cortisol that, that goes into your then, body is very, very bad. Yeah, and it's like the precursor for uh, a lot of diseases. So it's yes. so important to get out of that. Um, and, and yeah, there's different ways. It's just all about creating safe, safety, definitely. Yeah. Yes. And, and tapping is really huge for that. Meditation. Yes. Um, what, about, what do you tell do you, what do you tell people is I know there's a lot of people out there that they understand the benefits of meditation but they think that they're so wired that they can't meditate uh, I love them? it <laughs> it's like saying I'm, I'm too stressed to meditate is like saying I can't go to yoga because I can't touch my toes <laughs> it's right like... right you, you, you know there's a, there's a, uh, um, to some people and, and I think especially now that everybody's multitasking all the time you know your phone da, 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 da. The thought of actually being still is scary. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and if the people who are resistant to it, like, oh, I'm too busy, I can't, you know, I got to sit still, I got stuff to do. You are more productive when your brain is in a calmer state. Yes. When there's a hurricane going on in your brain, you are less productive, less creative, more prone to making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wearing your body out. So, sure. you know, there's all kinds of reasons. And, and again, you know, we, we find where the person is at and what will work for them. Because I don't believe sitting down on a hard floor or a cushion with your knees jacked up 
and and forcing yourself not to think thoughts is sure sure gonna work for everybody you know mm-hmm. there's walking meditation there's creativity where you get into a sort of a flow um i, I hear people doing coloring books to get yeah. into a meditative state they like start coloring and before coloring, you know it they're like hey. painting playing with um putty like for me my big thing is um making cakes for my girls i make these really elaborate yeah cakes mm-hmm. and um i i can do that all night i stay up all night doing it and i yeah. love it and everything else can just you know yeah. i don't care what mm-hmm. happens <laughs> I'm doing right, exactly exactly um so we we find ways to help um and we start small and gentle ways you know there's yes. no no right or wrong way to do it right yeah. exactly exactly and i think that sometimes that is fantastic Rena, for my podcast listeners, what is the website that they can go to find out more about you and your work? Yeah, it's uh, yourbodyofwisdom.com. Okay. And I have a free, if you sign up, you get there's a free meditation that you can download too. Oh, great. And it's super easy. It's under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a PDF that you can read. Okay. The, the meditation or there's like a cheat sheet so if you don't want to hear me if you just want to sit down and do it yourself okay. you can do that or you can have me guide you through it uh so yourbodyofwisdom.com excellent and i'm going to put a link to on the credits of the show but again it has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you because so nice. i think like i said between the lifestyle our present day lifestyle um you know and just everything this um and, and i'm gonna say because i'm older I tell everybody, you know, I, I lived in a time period before bakers, before cell phones, you know, and I remember um, back then, you know, I used to have my, my appointment book, you know, those, the uh, oh, what do you call them? At a glance. Those day timers. Yeah. You know, the thing with my life was in there. Right. You know, and then, you know, of course, along came the pages there. And my point being that technology is great, but I know that it's placed a lot more stress in our lives yeah. because we're always like on demand, you know, I don't yes. I'm sure you've had people call you and go, Hey, especially family members of all people. I called you and you didn't answer. What's wrong? Why didn't you answer the phone? You know, whereas yeah. before, you know, you were not supposed to be like an on demand person. And what's done is it's raised up our stress levels because there's no off button. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you left your job, Nine times out of 10, you know, unless you work some weird job, your boss, you, it could wait till the next day. Uh, same thing with somebody trying to reach you, snail mail and the phone. And that was the best of it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, then and it, like you get a busy signal. Yeah. You get a and busy signal. Wait. That's right. You and you call wait, back. I you guess know? I'll just call back, <laughs> you know, or it rings and nobody's home. I'll call back. It was, I said, I really, there was a time there was no answering machine thing. It was right. like, you know, unless you were an important person that had a secretary to take a, a little slip of paper for you, if somebody called you at the house, hey, especially in the middle of the day, call call after five, maybe they're home, they'll be home then. Yeah. And nobody ever got mad or upset at you because you weren't available. Right. 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 And, 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 and my point there. being also that it throws people, myself included, into almost feeling guilty, like when you were discussed, you know, for, for being unavailable. For saying I'm not going to answer my phone, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to leave my phone in my office. That's it, you know. It's almost like you feel like after a while you hate it, but you feel bad because you're you're um, 
you're thinking, you know, what if so-and-so, you know, you just go in the worst case scenario mm -hmm. and we got to stop that. Like I yeah. said, my children are all grown, but I would not dare turn my phone off at night because I'm always thinking, what if something happens and somebody needs to reach me? Right. <laughs> you know, right. and it's one of those things that uh, it's the technology is great, but it does have its downside. And I'm sure you, you run across people where uh, because of the lifestyle and the stress levels, it, it ends up rearing its ugly head and then they come to you and they're like, help. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I'm such an advocate like of, you know, with my kids, everything's on demand. It's like, sure. no, we're not going to watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas in April. No. Yeah, <laughs> Even right. though you can, oh, we're not going to. Like, we have I to mean, wait for things. <laughs> I remember my kids, they used to watch, you know how kids, they'll watch the same movie over and yeah. over again. When this, I was to a point that I, I had the whole repertoire of Disney movies like, uh, let's see, The Aristocats, A Lady and the I Tramp. Yeah. Uh, I could sing all the <laughs> Because they're, and, and it was like, all of a sudden it was like, man, I'm losing IQ points here. I, I, I need to stop this, <laughs> you know, because, you know, because, yeah, but I know what you mean as far as, uh, yeah, that sometimes we, we need to be a little bit selfish for ourselves, especially if you're a woman and say, no, no yeah, way. No, have those, turn off the phone if you can. I mean, obviously yeah. family members, you know, nobody yes. has a landline. So if there's an emergency, right. And that you know, was the we need thing. to, but step away it'll wait you know and i think that there's, there's such a, a shift in business now though where yes. we're not that hustle culture mm -hmm. is is not admired as much anymore no like we're no 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 taking care of ourselves and i think that's you know covid and the pandemic was horrible oh, yeah no it gave a lot of people but, a reality check as yeah. far as Hey, you know what? Either one, I enjoy being home with my kids or just being home because, you know, uh, I just, it's, it's just a better environment for me. Mm -hmm. uh, or like you said, or, you know what? I, I, I've actually like <clears throat> just having downtime to go outside. And even if you haven't got a little garden, just going out there. Yeah. People are saying no. And I, I think that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I want to help women say no when they mean no and yes when they mean yes. You know, mm -hmm. so turn off the phone, step away. You don't have to be on demand if it's draining yes. you, you know, yeah. take care of yourself. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, 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 um, most people don't know that, uh, you could put your phone into do not disturb and just give an emergency bypass on certain contacts. Let's say yeah. somebody that you say, if this person calls me, I really, and, and then you can put a do not disturb on your phone. And yeah. unless it's one of the certain people that you've assigned that bypass, but a lot of people, and myself included, I find that hard to do because, you know, it's like, I know. What I say, I know. I got it's like one of those things. Eight texts while we were doing this. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, Rena, thank you, my dear. It has been absolutely wonderful to speak to you. And I want to wish you the best of luck in all your new projects. You're thank on the you. right track, believe me. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Absolutely. And, um, it has been a, a tremendous pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. Bye. Wow. You know what, guys? I forgot to turn off my lights. <laughs> there we go. Shoot. I'm telling you, I was in such a hurry today because I was working out in that yard all day long. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that 
if I'm like sweating bullets and my eyelids are sweaty and my eyebrows are sweaty and I got sweat running into my mouth and I'm not a sweaty person by the way you know there's people that sweat and they just sweat a lot that's just the women and women I'm not I'm a, I'm a if you see me perspire I'm I saw that and I was perspiring and I just wanted to take care of things I was like no I don't want to let this run into tomorrow I want to I don't want I don't want to be doing this tomorrow and see there's a part of me that's like if I would have left something undone the first thing I would have woken up in the morning saying I got to take care of that it would have been like yeah Talk, talking about what we were talking about with Rena how sometimes we kind of do our own little whipping we, we have this little whip on ourselves it's like ta 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 and God forbid if the weather tomorrow wouldn't have allowed me to go and do that that would have been another problem for me because that's another thing I was racing against time it was supposed to be thund uh, thunderstorms even though we've realized a lot of times we'll see thunderclouds coming in the distance and we even hear the thunder and then they just roll away we never get a drop of rain so but I was also besides the fact that I was going to speak to Rena I was like you know what oh my god if it starts to rain on me mm. you know but anyway and anyway I, I let me tell you something. I love speaking to her because even though we were talking about, um, you know, she works mostly with women and the work, the, the school that she works as a women's mystery school. Let me tell you something. This holds true as far as stress levels between men and women. Men, men are just as equally stressed out by everything as women and they express it or it expresses itself. How's that? in the same way and I want to say I want to say that sometimes um, men you know who sometimes have a problem um, with emotional expressing emotions how's that because you know sometimes we you know cultures taught them whatever um, they it, it could it, you know when they have un unresolved trauma in other words what I'm saying is it's the human condition okay unresolved trauma how's this sometimes people are a little bit impatient when you have emotional trauma okay just like physical trauma let's say depending on the degree of the trauma you know you'll go to any doctor and they'll say you know what I've given you initial treatment and we've like made sure you don't get an infection and if you had any open open wounds you know they're healed but it's gonna take time for that trauma in your body to release itself whether it's inflammation or swelling or uh, you know let's say you have a hurt leg for you to put full weight on it it takes months and sometimes emotional trauma is the same thing from the get-go it's really rough and some of it as a matter of fact hurrying it along is just as bad as not dealing with it in other words it's a process all right you know I'm, I'm sure everybody's heard like all these steps of grief how you go through all these steps to whatever the thing is not to get stuck in any of them well the same thing happens with other type of trauma there's a process you have to let it go through however some people they they go they blow by it they they don't acknowledge it or if it was really really hard and difficult which most trauma is that's the very different that's why it's called trauma they just bury it they don't want to go through the daily of you know this is terrible this is horrible and the next day is terrible and horrible and maybe it takes a couple of months before maybe it's not a daily thing it's another every other day thing or then maybe a year later depending on the level of trauma you know or what it is they don't they just they just or they feel if I try to handle this I'm not gonna be able to function 
if I try to understand it, heal, and, and you know, it's, it, I'm not going to be able to, it's, it's going to totally paralyze me and I can't function. So I'm just going to bury it and pretend like it didn't happen or pretend it happened to somebody else or whatever, whatever. And you, you will even get people that, you know, uh, they turn to their job, to their work. They, you know, the so-called workaholics, sometimes workaholics are workaholics because they're trying to bury some trauma that they don't want to deal with. And we're just distracted by work, whatever it is, could be anything. That's Guess what? That distracts you away from thinking about it, dealing with it, facing it. And by this, I don't mean... And it's like it's like everything. When it's fresh, it's going to be imminent in your in your thoughts. And it feels like there's no escape from this. And some people don't want to go through the process of little by little it starts to lessen the you know how, how vivid it feels or how painful it feels. They don't. So they just distract themselves in other ways or and sometimes that works a little bit if that person at some point I'm not talking 10 years later. Deals with it. Maybe a year has gone by. You know. Or two years, whatever. Let's let's go with a year. Depending on what it is. We're not talking here physical trauma. We're talking here emotional. And it could be, I've been part of physical trauma, but we're talking here the emotional stuff. Spirit. When I say emotional, I'm talking spiritual. Whatever. If that person at some point says, I have, you know, I cannot let just like pretend this didn't happen or convince myself that I don't care, or that it didn't hurt as much as it did, or that maybe I was victimized. And by the way, I'm not into victimology. There is, to me, there is none, no glory, zero, in being a victim. As long as you're a victim, you will live under the shadow of whatever the experience was. And that's one place I would never want to be. You cannot be a healthy, happy human being living in the shadow of an experience whenever it happened, you know, and as long as you identify with being a victim, by this you can be a victim, don't get me wrong, God knows, that happens, but if, you know, if that's the label you put on yourself, you will always forever be overshadowed by that event, or by that person, even if it happened many, many years ago, even if the person that perpetrated it is pushing up daisies somewhere, at some point you gotta like, that's it, I'm not, I'm not a victim, that's it, I'm, but my point being that sometimes, when, when you have trauma and you say, okay, you know what, depending on your personality type, everybody's different. Maybe a year later, you're like, you know, I, 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 you know, I can't pretend no more because this is not good for me. All right. And you handle it. You deal with it. You, you go to a therapist, you meditate, you, depending again on your personal style, you really wrestle with it and you maybe even cry a lot. Okay, what whatever works for you, and you like work through it. You really work through it, not pretend to work through it. Really work, and then that's it. But then there's other people, like I said, men and women, that that point never comes. They figure out a way of getting beyond it. Like I said, overworking too much. Um, sometimes you know drugs. Sometimes living a crazy lifestyle. Anything to take your mind away or distract you from what happened and thinking about it and dealing with it and saying I was maybe helpless or or let's say you're this type of person who deep down inside you feel guilty because you kind of feel I, I allowed that to happen to me 
you know, I was either with somebody that took advantage of me or I went to some place or did something that I, that that facilitated what occurred happened to me. Okay. And sometimes people have a hard time getting out from under. That's why I was talking about that forgiveness thing. Getting out from that and saying, yeah, I made a mistake. And it was horrible. It was horrible. But at some point, there's, there's no person walking the face of the earth that hasn't made horrible mistakes more than once, a lot of times. I think we do it all the way into old age, despite what they say about old age and wisdom. All right. And then there's uh, the most traumatic, I want to say, which is when stuff happens to you as a child. Because you are helpless. You are helpless. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, you, you know, some kids at a certain age, and if they have the locomotion, they split. They leave. They run away. Which, of course, places them in a lot more danger. A lot of danger. But at that point, they're willing to risk it because it's like, but what if you're younger? What if you can't? You have no place to go. You can't run away. You don't got a car. And unfortunately, maybe the people that are supposed to be protecting you are not protecting you or are the ones victimizing you. That's a heavy burden. Okay, that is a really heavy burden to carry. But again, that is a trauma, especially I want to say that trauma that has got to be acknowledged and dealt with, okay? Especially when that person grows up and it's like, I'm not that child anymore. But on your emotional level, you react like that child, whatever age it was that whatever happened. And sometimes, you know, I'm not gonna tell you, there's people that arrive at the solutions by themselves. They get it because what she said, she was right. The solution is within yourself. If you're looking for somebody like arena or therapist or somebody to come and give you the answers, that's wrong. You have the answers. Hopefully you find somebody that's going to facilitate you trusting yourself to bring forth those answers because that's exactly the one that fits you. You, you know, because some people say, well, you know what? My therapist or whoever told me to do this and it'll work great for me. And you're like, didn't do crap for me. You know why? Because your solution is different from everybody else's. All right. Some people, like I said, arrive at it all by themselves. They do. And then there's other people that need some help. And you go to arena or, or if you start having manifestations on an etheric level that manifests in the body from this trauma, from ancestral lineage, from God, a lot of the things I'm sure that some, you know, you would talk to somebody like Rena and discuss it, that she can help you get beyond it. What is that stumbling block that you kind of suspect is there, but you can't figure out how or why? And you logic it. Some people sometimes even go to medical doctors, especially if they have certain um, like a reaction on, a, on a, an organic level on their body. And their doctors tell them, no, there's nothing wrong with you. There's, you're okay. But you still feel... And some people find it hard to believe that something on an emotional slash spiritual level could be felt on a physical level. And it can. It can. Especially if the person's like, oh, everything's okay. I mean, like... And it could be something buried from way, way back. And sometimes you might have even forgotten it because at that point it was so traumatic that you decided, I'm just going to just erase this from my conscious memory because if I don't, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to crack up and I'm going to go insane. And it's buried, but it's still there. The problem is, you know, it's like the kid that covers themselves with a blanket. You know, when you have a little baby and they cover their face and they think that you can't see them because they can't see you because they put something over their face. Well, we we kind of fall into that. 
or we think if we don't think about it, if we don't deal with it, if whatever. And then again, that's another thing. Once you deal with it and you will know it, it will fade. That 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 visceral reaction to it, that emotion starts mellowing out. I'm sure we, we all have difficult and horrible or just bad things happen to us during our lifetimes. And I'm sure everybody knows, you know, there's something that when it happened, it was pretty bad. But then 10, 5, 20 years later, you think back on it, it was not a good thing. But that emotional heartbreak is gone. That emotion is, you know, you accept it. Well, that's the way it should be. And that some people, they, 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 don't, they, they never get there. I mean, there. I mean, what she does, believe me, you know, is an alternative also um, to drugs, chemicals. You know, um, God knows. You know, we're. I'm sure everybody's understands. You know, our our population here in the United States is being wrecked by uh, opioid, opioid, and other types of drugs. And you know what? I'm the first one that if there's an approach that is not going to uh, involve chemicals i'm all for it i'm sorry it is it, it is what it is and you know what um yes medicines are wonderful and i think you know all these advances in medicines are great but come on you know everybody here has heard it sometimes it's almost laughable i think every comedian has made a joke about you know some of these drugs that they do advertisements about and then they put a disclaimer and it's like do i really want to take about they take it you know they give you all these adverse side effects that you're like okay do i would i really want to risk taking this drug again you know if i think that a lot of times we overlook that there's a spiritual component to our well-being an emotional component that is very, very powerful. And that if we approach it from that angle of, um, of uh, acceptance of change or resig just come to the point where, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this without, without taking, uh, you know, God, all these different drugs now that are, you know, reduce your anxiety or depression. And don't get me wrong. There's people that do need it. Okay, the, the, this is this, but you know, but but in other words, the less unless you are, it's found that you have a chemical imbalance that there's a chemical or something in your body that you need a drug to, to make you everything okay. But otherwise, I'm always going to be. Let's see if there's a non-chemical way of arriving at a solution. And Rena is a good. <laughs> which you know contact her or just and sometimes you know you might need to speak to her and say look this is what's going on with me and maybe she's got something that she can offer you to help you but anyway guys i hope you like the show i have a lot of interesting guests that are lined up good interesting guests about different topics don't forget to catch me on eerie.news every two or three days i'm putting out segments on interesting and weird news if you go to uh you know stories of the supernatural.info you're going to get um, I have all the podcasts of all the shows without commercial interruption. You can download it there, the MP3 file, or listen it to it on the browser. Same thing with Nightshade Diary. Same thing with Supernatural Storytime. MiamiGhostChronicles.com is your go-to page for everything. I have links there for everything, whether it's podcast platforms, whether it's video platforms, whether, again, it's just the, the MP3 file or you want to listen to it at the browser. No commercial interruptions. 
once the shows go on different platforms you're going to you're going to run into uh commercial breaks but if you go straight to my website and you go to the podcast versions of all of the shows whatever series that you're looking for don't worry about it no commercial interruptions so again guys thank you so much for being part of my audience you're wonderful and i do truly appreciate that you come back every week and we get to spend some time together until next time take care <laughs>